0: The Nugent Report, the science behind health and nutrition. Welcome to this episode of The Nugent Report, a definitive source for objective information on health and nutrition, featuring Dr. Steve Nugent, the renowned psychologist, author, public speaker, and expert on science, health, wellness, and nutrition. Be sure to visit our website at drnugent.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Nugent Report. Hello my friends, welcome to another episode of the Nugent Report. I'm Dr. Steve Nugent. This is part four in our series on vitamin D and magnesium. And what we're going to do in this part is we're going to be answering some questions about how much magnesium you need by age and gender, what the food sources of magnesium are, and the benefits of magnesium. First, what is magnesium? Well, magnesium is an essential mineral. As I've explained previously, essential means your body must have it, but your body cannot make it. So it must be obtained from a source outside of your body. In the case of magnesium, preferably it would be from food. But as I will discuss, the majority of people are not getting sufficient magnesium from diet alone so we must also discuss the idea of food supplements. Since the body is incapable of producing minerals, the list of essential minerals are, well, quite long. In fact, you would think they're all of equal importance. If your health will decline, and that decline could eventually result in death because you are significantly deficient in an essential mineral, Then they must all be of equal value, right? Well, maybe not. In fact, magnesium is towards the very top of my list. If I could find the time, I could probably take some real joy in writing an entire book about magnesium and its functions. However, a podcast must be, by its nature, brief. Magnesium is one of those nutrients where I would say to someone in a social setting, don't get me started on that mineral, because it could take me hours to explain it. Well, we won't take hours in this podcast. In my lectures globally, many people have heard me talk about enzymes, and in most cases the discussions have been around digestive enzymes. However, there are thousands of enzymes, and only a small number of them have anything to do with digestion. Remembering my statement that no nutrient is an island unto itself. Magnesium is one of those prime examples. Magnesium is an essential cofactor in at least 300 different enzyme systems. The systems regulate a very wide range of crucial functions in the body, some of which we will cover in the next few minutes. Magnesium is an intracellular mineral. That means it functions inside of cells, not just in serum or blood. So as an intracellular mineral, it's essential for really an astounding number of biochemical reactions in your body. And we may only be able to touch on the surface of those in this podcast. The majority of people that I've interacted with and more than 40 countries, seem to have their understanding of magnesium generally limited to calcium utilization. There are a few exceptions, of course. However, it's rare to find someone who understands the broad range of functions of this incredibly important mineral. Throughout my career, every time I've recommended magnesium, the first and literally knee-jerk reaction that I'll get will be something to the effect of, but I take a calcium-magnesium product, or there's calcium-magnesium in my multiple vitamin. Then I have to explain to them that calcium will use up whatever magnesium it requires for transport, and if you require additional magnesium for specific functions, a calcium-magnesium supplement will typically not do the job. It's absolutely true that calcium ions cannot be transported without magnesium, and therefore, magnesium is as important for bone health as calcium is. In fact, there are some experts who are telling us that the modern diet provides too much calcium. I know you haven't heard that before, but they're telling us that the modern diet is giving us far too much calcium for many people and far too little magnesium. Some of those experts are recommending that we stop supplementing calcium and increase supplementation of magnesium. I'll discuss this idea in further detail later. Anyone who's ever had a heart attack or knows a heart attack victim has at least some limited knowledge of the importance of potassium and heart health. But you may not know that potassium, like calcium, can only be transported by interacting with magnesium. Few people know, and I can tell you from my lectures, that few doctors know that magnesium is also essential for blood sugar control, blood pressure regulation, and protein synthesis. Yes, normal healthy levels of blood sugar and blood pressure are both impacted and are significantly dependent on the presence of magnesium. The process as it relates to blood sugar is called glycolysis, and it's an enzymatic process which involves magnesium in 10 primary steps, each with a separate enzyme. I won't get into the full complexity of glycolysis in this podcast, but rather just give you some basics. You'll recognize some of the things that I'm about to discuss. It begins with glucose, which is then converted to pyruvate, and then the steps continue so that you have the production of something called ATP, the full name of which is adenosine triphosphate. It also results in the production of something called NADH, which is nicotinamide adenine denucleotide. I think you can see why dietary supplement companies simply use the letters NADH on the label. This multi-step process is too complex to cover in a podcast, but suffice it to say that energy production through glycolysis will not occur without magnesium. Yes, the very same mineral required for relaxation and sleep is also required to produce energy. It's all about which enzyme systems it's reacting with. Magnesium is also essential for fighting oxidative stress because it's part of the essential process of your body to produce its own glutathione. When you hear the letters DNA, of course, it conjures up thoughts of genetics, which is correct. But you may not know that magnesium is required for its production. In fact, magnesium is required for the synthesis of both DNA deoxyribonucleic acid, and RNA. That's ribonucleic acid. Magnesium is also vital for muscle functions. The most important muscle of your body, obviously, is your heart muscle. Because magnesium is required for nervous system function, it is also essential for the regulation of your heart rhythm. Sometimes, arrhythmia or the heart beating out of rhythm, means that you have a deficiency in magnesium, but that is not always the case. There's a caution here for everyone. Arrhythmia can be caused by a number of different factors. So if you're experiencing irregular heartbeat, contact your physician right away, don't fool around with this, get an expert opinion, And the appropriate tests as quickly as possible. What about muscle cramps? Well, again, most people think calcium first. Calcium causes your muscles to contract, and magnesium causes your muscles to relax. Very often, muscle spasms and muscle cramping is due to having insufficient magnesium in the muscle. Adding more calcium for the cramps may actually make things worse. Remember the previous discussion on blood tests with magnesium. Although serum calcium is an accurate way to evaluate your calcium levels, serum magnesium is typically not. It has been my experience in working with physicians for decades that many of them had no idea how crucial magnesium was, or that patients in particular situations required supplemental magnesium. Because they relied on serum magnesium as their only gauge, which almost always shows normal since only 1% of your body's total magnesium is in your blood. This goes back to one of my earlier questions in the series of episodes when someone is showing a deficiency on vitamin D, do they really need magnesium supplementation? It's been my experience. That they often do. On drnugent.com, you will find the tables you need for reference, the daily requirements from the Food Nutrition Board, or FNB, of the American National Academies, and the food sources from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, better known as the USDA. Magnesium is required at every age, and as you will see from the reference charts on this website, There are some pretty significant increases in magnesium required at certain ages. Starting with the minimum requirement for infants, up to 6 months old, of 30 milligrams daily, by the time a person reaches the age of 31, males require a minimum of 420 milligrams, and females, 320 milligrams. As I've mentioned before, generally, not always, males require higher levels of most nutrients than females. If you're pregnant or nursing, you will want to consult the chart, because that differs not only between those two factors, but also with age and those two factors. As I always say, the best way to get your nutrition is from food. That, after all, is the way your body was designed. However, As we've already established, the modern diet often provides less than adequate levels of various nutrients, and that's why we turn to food supplements. On drnugent.com, you will see a chart of common food sources for magnesium provided by the National Institutes of Health. How you adjust your personal diet and the choices you make is entirely up to you. But if you're getting less than adequate levels of magnesium from your dietary choices, you need to start supplementing magnesium right away. Depending on which source you consult, you may see authors that say as few as 48% of people or as many as 70% of the population are getting less than adequate levels of magnesium from diet alone. The reason these numbers vary so much is because of the way they're making their comparisons. Suffice it to say, the majority of people are probably not getting sufficient magnesium from diet alone. My experience from using RBC magnesium as well as serum magnesium is that the numbers lean closer to the 70% mark, but we're not going to split hairs in this podcast. I've provided you with the information regarding the minimum daily requirements and the food sources, so now the rest is up to you. Ensure that you get the appropriate tests. If you're experiencing any symptoms, such as heart arrhythmia, make sure that you see your physician and get the appropriate tests. Don't fool around with this, my friends. Your health is your most valuable thing. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Nugent Report. Until next time, be safe, be sensible, and be objective. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Nugent Report. Visit our website at drnugent.com for more objective facts about health and nutrition, and email your questions and feedback to info at Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Nugent Report. Stay informed, get the facts, with the Nugent Report.